1: From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. I'm Greta Johnson. And Nerdette is a show where we talk to your favorite or soon-to-be favorite people. And this week, we are talking with someone who is a pretty excellent human. She was recently listed on the Route 100, which is a list of the most influential African-Americans between the ages of 25 and 45. No big deal. She also runs a science lab in New York with her name on it. And she spends a lot of her time poking around for venomous snails i am talking about dr mandy hallford mandy welcome to nerdette hi how are you i'm good but i am a little surprised to hear that there is such a thing as toxic snails and i'm a little bit worried about like is this something i need to add to my list of current anxieties No, no 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 the whole point of our lab is to try to change
2: these snails from agents of fear into agents of hope And so, yes, they are deadly, and yes, they are lethal, and yes, a snail can kill you, (laughs) but a snail can also help you in various ways, and that's what our lab is investigating, the power of the venom that they have to transform organisms and to transform lives. So not a lot of people are aware that there are venomous snails, but they're out there.
1: So to be clear, Mandy isn't just talking about like your run-of-the-mill garden snail, right? She is hunting for venomous, deadly sea snails. And it turns out the venom from some of these snails can be used to treat a whole lot of different ailments, including cancer. But first, she has to go find them. So we can collect these
2: snails either by beach combing when the tide is uh, out or we snorkel and dive also to get the animals. So it's a lot of rock flipping. It sounds very glamorous. The first time I went looking for the snails, I had no idea, and I was going off of what you see in the books, right? These very pretty shells. Oh, sure. <laughs> My, like, oh, it'll be so easy to spot them and pick them up, but they live
1: under the sand. <laughs> so you. So when can... you say rock flipping, you are literally swimming around, turning rocks over. <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: Because <laughs> the snails are buried; they're not out on the top. They're looking. not like, hey, Mandy, I'm right here. They're like, Mandy, here, here I am. I'm the one you're looking for, babe. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's beautiful. It's, a, it's an opportunity to sort of um, bond with <laughs> with nature, provided you have enough air in your tank.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, there is like a certain danger element to it too, right? Yeah. No, as I said,
2: certain species of the snails are lethal. And so you have to be careful how you handle them. And the way that they started studying the snails is because a lot of back maybe 30, 40 years ago, a lot of Philippine fishermen were dying and they weren't sure why. And they figured out it was that a particular species of the snail, which we call the uh, conus geographus, or Uh the common name is the cigarette cone, because you have about that long to live. You you can basically (gasps) take two puffs. But kids smoking is horrible. (laughs) Don't do it. I want to find another name for that (laughs) snail. So... Yeah, they were dying at sea because the snails were getting caught in the fishing nets. And so when the guys went in to retrieve the catch, the snails would harpoon them with the venom and they would sort of, within a matter of an hour or so, pass away. Because there's no anti-venom for if you've been envenomated by the snails.
1: Invenomated, envenomated? Is that really the it's word? It's a word. It's a oh word. Oh my gosh, that's Scientists an amazing so great. <laughs> word. Wait, and you say the snails, like, do they actually, they have a harpoon? Yeah, so it's a, a tooth
2: that is hollow and sometimes shaped like a harpoon. That's why we call it a harpoon because uh-huh. it, it delivers the venom and it also sort of has a tether on it so it can snag the prey, in this case, it would be fish, worms, or other snails, so that they can pull them into their mouth and the, the prey doesn't sort of get away.
1: Your jobs just seem so cool.
2: I love it. I think it's the best thing in the world to be a snail hunter <laughs> and a venom researcher. And I think it's a great time to do it, too, because we have all of these new tools I call it the rise of the omics, proteomics, genomics, transcriptomics. Oh, wow. All of these amazing new technological advances in science that are allowing us to really learn a lot about venom from an interdisciplinary cast of scientists.
1: So, you talked about snails becoming agents of hope. How could a snail save my life? So uh,
2: the way that snails saves your lives are through the compounds that are found in their venom and not the whole venom because that will kill you. Right. But you're
1: like extracting
2: certain things. Exactly. We're extracting individual components that are found in the venom. And these things are very good at manipulating signals and signals related to diseases and disorders that humans have. And two areas that we concentrate on is uh, pain. Venom from a small sea snail could be used to develop treatment for chronic pain. And cancer. It's contain a blood protein that helps the human body fight cancer. And so we found novel peptides in our snails. Peptides are the the components in the venom. Uh Um, We found novel ones that seem to be treating pain in ways that are not addictive, which is important. Wow! And we've also found our first peptide that we've actually patented in the lab that seems to be having an effect on stopping liver tumors from proliferating.
1: That's insane.
2: Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Who would think a snail can have so many outputs? (laughs) But another reason why you should love nature and save our planet. (laughs) And these peptides are very specific at targeting certain, let's say, gates on a cell. And so these gates help to manipulate how things go inside of and out of a cell. Uh-huh. And this manipulation of traffic in and out sort of dictates how signaling
1: occurs. Mandy says the peptides found in venom are really good at being kind of like gatekeepers for ourselves. cells. Almost like a traffic control person waving your Toyota Corolla through an intersection.
2: Exactly. Yeah. A traffic control agent or also I like to call it sometimes a lever. So it can either open flow or stop flow Uh uh um, for going in and out of cells. And that's a big key area of how human physiology works, right? The manipulation of those signals by the either opening or closing of those gates.
1: Peptides from snail venom in just the right dosage can manipulate the signals in your brain, the neurons that cause you pain. So if I
2: if I were to pinch you on your finger, you have a series of cells that are connected. I know it's very rude. You'd kick me out. (laughs) You're like she's learning from those snails. (laughs)
1: I'm sorry to interrupt. Go on. You <laughs> no, pinched okay. me on my finger. <laughs> if
2: I pinched you, yeah. There's a network of cells that are connected that go from your finger to your brain, and your brain sends back a signal saying, ouch. Mm-hmm. And that signal is, is propagated through
1: ions moving in and out of those gates. So in that case, you would want to actually stop things from, from getting exactly. in because then the neurons wouldn't signal pain. Right. Exactly. Huh.
2: And that's exactly how the first um, snail drug that's on the market is used to treat chronic pain in HIV and cancer patients by blocking a particular gate on a particular kind of cell.
1: Wow. So how many snail drugs are on the market?
2: Well, right now there's just that one that's been okay. FDA approved, but there are several that are in various stages of clinical development.
1: Like Mandy said before, she and her team have already gotten a patent to use snail toxins to treat liver cancer. Isn't that crazy? What's wonderful about nature is
2: when... When she, and I believe it's a she, (laughs) when she (laughs) finds something that works, she does not reinvent the wheel, right? She just repeats it and repeats it and repeats it. So the venom that's found in snails is very similar to the venom in snakes and scorpions and spiders. And so the way that the peptides work to block pain signals is very similar in the way that they work to block cancer signals, because cancer also is sort of this miscommunication between cells. Oh, sure. And so... What the peptides do is they block it at the gate. So they either starve the cell by not letting it get certain things like calcium to go in and out of the cell, or they prevent it from from growing somehow. And so in our case, the peptides are blocking the gates that prevent calcium from entering the cell, which leads to other downstream effects that prevents the tumor from spreading.
1: So why do you think nature is a she?
2: I think nature is a she because nature is very powerful. Nature can produce life, something mm-hmm. men cannot do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and also nature is uh is very nurturing. Men are nurturing too, but I think of the three elements, the one thing that's the defining clue that nature is a woman is that it springs forth life. Men cannot do that as of yet. So in that case, I think women, nature is very much a woman.
1: That's lovely. I like it. <laughs> well, and I think another really cool thing about the work that you're doing is essentially you are you're a champion of discovery, right? Because I mean, a lot of people would just be like, "Yeah, venomous snails." Like, no, that's okay, not for me. This is this is pointless. But like, what you're saying is that. There's room for all kinds of different things to discover that could help us and that are fascinating if you have the space to figure it out. Right,
2: exactly. I think it was um, Carl Sagan that said something, there are lots of things out there waiting to be discovered. (laughs) That's exactly what what happens with venom and, and discovery research. The more we look, the more we find, and the more we know. And especially with venomous animals, we've now entered an age where we're able to explore things that previously we couldn't, so very small and very rare organisms that are venomous. And so it's opened up the floodgates in terms of discovery and finding new and exciting organisms and new and exciting ways that venom can be applied.
1: After the break, we find out what's going on over at Killersnails.com, which might just be the best web address ever. And then Mandy explains what it's like to be on a top 100 list that also includes Serena Williams.
2: My God, there's Serena and Beyonce and, you know, all of these great people that are doing amazing things. And then there's Mandy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Nerdette.
1: Mandy, another really cool thing that you're working on is part of the website killersnails.com, which is essentially a collection of all kinds of different like board games, video games, and it's for kids and adults and it's all about inspiring a love of science.
2: Oh yeah, this is this is sort of my effort to try to give back. So I'm like a kid from New York and grew up in the city and and went to like supposedly very good high schools and specialized (laughs) schools. But Mm -hmm. still, science wasn't taught as something that was out there to be discovered. It was taught as stuff we knew, right? It's Mm -hmm. taught from a textbook and we Mm -hmm. all have the... You know, the periodic table of elements, and we know the organelles, and we know how many planets plus or minus Pluto. So we know all these facts. And so I didn't think of science as something that I can contribute to until I got to college, and I had a, the greatest uh, chemistry professor in the world, and he asked me to come work in his lab one summer. And then I learned that science is something that's ongoing. And in fact, we know nothing. (laughs) We know absolutely nothing. And there's lots that you can contribute to. And, And growing up as a kid, my parents are from South America. So they came to the U.S. and as a child of immigrants you know the jobs they offer you your parents anyway is you can be a business person a lawyer or a doctor right pick one and pick wisely yeah maybe an engineer (laughs) if if you work really hard exactly (laughs) so the idea that I was going to be a scientist my parents didn't naturally gravitate to because they weren't sure I would make any money right because like like, what actually is that exactly (laughs) and and I'm one of five and they're like we can't support you forever Uh you need to find a job and so killer snails is my way of saying to kids, inner city kids mostly, and, and kids everywhere, that science is a field that is ripe for you. And it's something that you can do and help to make discoveries that will get your name into record books. Once you name a species, it's there. No one's going to change <laughs> that name. And it's there forever. You know, and you can actually see the shell. Unlike those things where you name a star and who knows where the star oh, yeah. is and what happens. Yeah. This is real.
1: You can <laughs> hold this in your hand you can hold. Really careful.
2: Exactly. And so Killers Nails is an ed tech company where we use the extreme creatures of nature to try to excite students about STEM and science in general through um, tabletop, digital, and VR and AR games. And so we've produced now about eight different products in collaboration, some of them with Google, in collaboration with the American Museum of Natural History. And, and these games have all won awards, which we're very excited about because they te- they passed the test. They're legit games. They're yeah. fun. It's not chocolate-covered broccoli. <laughs> kids actually like it. They play it.
1: They sell. (laughs) That's so cool. I feel like math and science especially still get such a bad rap, you know? And, like, to me, like, once I started thinking of science as magic – You know, it's like this is actually the closest we get to magic on Earth. Like, sure, we say magic isn't real, but like, look at all this cool, amazing stuff that's happening all the time. Right. Yeah. No, knowledge is power and,
2: and science is the way to unleash that power. Right. And so it shouldn't be something that we shy away from and it should be something that we try to champion kids into wanting to use and to play with and and as you've heard before children are naturally inquisitive all right. you need to to be a scientist is to just really be inquisitive and right and you're born with the tool that makes you so so we're all born with a brain mm-hmm. so i like to think we're all born as scientists and then some of us get it beat out, out of us yeah and become <laughs> corporate lawyers
1: <laughs> no. no i'm kidding. <laughs> I have to say, hearing that you're on it does make me a lot more optimistic, though. Oh,
2: well, thank you for the vote of confidence.
1: (laughs) So among the games that you can find at Killersnails.com, we have Biome Builder, Scuba Adventure, and Assassins of the Sea, which is a pretty great game title. So, one really interesting achievement that you had recently is that you were named to the Route 100.
2: Oh, yeah. Which
1: is a list of the most influential African Americans between the ages of 25 and 45. Congratulations.
2: Thank you. That was a big surprise. I didn't know how that happened, but I was like, awesome. Yeah, that's like, just
1: don't ask any questions. No, no, go with, go, with go, with it. It. <laughs> go with it. Go with
2: it. Go with it. I I qualify. I'm a woman
1: of color. I'm in the age range. (laughs) And I'm a scientist. Yes. Okay. great. (laughs) But I have to ask you, what does it feel like to be on a list of people that includes Beyonce? I know. I was so surprised when I saw
2: it. And actually, I didn't know about it until I, um, I was in a meeting and I came out of the meeting and I checked my phone. And my Twitter thing had, like, all of these, you know, like, notifications or whatever. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and then I looked at it. And then I saw the picture. And I was like, my God, there's Serena and Beyonce and, you know, all of these great people that are doing amazing things. And then there's Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so and cool. It's, it's amazing, but you never think. I don't think of myself on, on their scale, right? Like, Serena's a powerhouse. I mean, I think <laughs> she is phenomenal for what she's yeah. doing for women and athletes, and what yeah. she's doing now for working moms and illustrating all of the, you know, pitfalls and the joys that happens. And and Beyonce, similarly, another sort of powerhouse for setting the stage of what. Can be done, you know, if you focus and you work hard and you put your head to the grindstone and just keep grinding. And so yeah, stop interrupting my grinding is sort of been like my <laughs> my go to. I tell people who are bugging me, I'm like, You're interrupting my grinding and Beyonce
1: said not to. <laughs> I mean, that has to just be such an incredible validation, though, right? I mean, speaking also of, like, those moments when you don't get the grant funding or whatever, to be recognized among these incredible people, like, that's really amazing. Yeah,
2: I think it's super special, and I'm very grateful to The Root for doing it. And also because I'm, like, one of the only scientists, I think, on the list. And again, I think it's important to try to make heroes out of scientists because, it's a field that requires us to continue to participate. <laughs> right, right. If we were to lose the people's interest in science, we would lose a lot. NPR would probably not exist.
0: <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so we need, we need people to engage in science. And we need to show that scientists aren't eccentrics or people locked up in a hole somewhere, you know, off on their own doing something wild and crazy. We're normal people. We're normal people. We listen to Beyonce. We go to the U.S. Open. <laughs> we support Serena, <laughs> you know. And and there's the scientists who hunt snails on that list. And I think that's great that they did it. I'm number like 84. Okay, not high. <laughs> but hey, it's, oh, whatever. But it's, yeah, I'm on the list. <laughs> and that's good. <laughs> but again, I think we have to try to make stars out of science. Well, not stars, but we have to let kids know that science is... Fun champions. And, and exactly. Champions. We need female champions, too, yep, to yep. demonstrate that you don't have to be of a specific gender to be a scientist. You don't have to be of a specific race or a specific culture. We're all born with the tool that a scientist needs, and that's a brain. And we're all born with a functioning brain. And so it's like the cheapest career entry level that you can have because <laughs> the cost is zero. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Andy Holford, thank you so much for talking with us. This was really a pleasure.
2: Oh, this is great. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Based on this conversation with Mandy, what I would really love for all of us to do is to just sort of like exercise that curiosity muscle a little more than we normally do. It's so easy, especially in this day and age, to move through the world with our blinders on, focusing on only what we want to, and only thinking about the stuff that we're already interested in. But this was such a fun exercise for me to learn all about how cool snails can be, because snails. And I think if we all just did that a little bit more, this world would for sure be a better place. The show is produced by myself, Greta Johnson, along with Justin Bull. Our co-creator is Trisha Bobita, and our executive producer is Brendan Banaszak. Our intern is Sophie Lalonde. Nerdette is supported in part by the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation, enhancing public understanding of science and technology in the modern world. You can subscribe to Nerdette on Apple Podcasts, follow us on NPR One, or listen in the WBEZ app. It is also super helpful if you leave us some stars on Apple Podcasts, many thanks to Yak Ram63 for the review. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We are at Nerd at Podcast. We have a newsletter. You're probably gonna love it. And I bet there's gonna be some really good links of snails eating fish and stuff this time around. So definitely check that out. You can sign up at wbeez.org slash nerdsletter. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear. Do your
0: homework. Snails eat fish. That's insane.